Moments with Andy, the podcast. Brought to you by 100.3 and 102.7 The Point and The Night Show. My name is Andy. Thanks for spending a moment with me. It is Wednesday, June 24th. Let's talk a little bit about fishing here and playing off of a metaphor I think we chatted about last week. So I'm not going to be talking about literally fishing, but we talked about the metaphor of... Remember, if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach him how to fish, he'll never go hungry again. Is that how it goes? Something along those lines. Where, pointing out, it's far better to teach somebody how to fish and take care of themselves than to just do do it for them. And we talked about that in the context of, I think it was Iraq last week. Is that what it was? I can't totally remember. So we're going to be piggybacking off of that. And again, this is after... What, uh, we're sending 450 more advisors over to Iraq to help out? To advise, not in combat roles, to advise. We haven't done enough advising, apparently, since 2003. Haven't done enough training since 2003, somehow. But this is coming off of some developments over there, and I'm reading about it from the LA Times, by the way. And it's about a push, they say, how we are trying to train 24,000 Iraqi soldiers this year. And how that has been hampered, they say, by a lack of Iraqis willing to join the fight against the Islamic State. Defense Secretary Ashton Carter tells a uh, House Armed Services Committee that, quote, We simply haven't received enough recruits. We must see a greater commitment from all parts of the Iraqi government, end quote. And the Iraqi government criticized Carter last month for saying that Iraqis lacked a, quote, will to fight, end quote. Which is now poignant and ironic and sad on the heels of this latest news. So, again, there's that same thing, and I, of course, always bring it up. You're probably bored to death of hearing about it by now on the night show, but you have to, number one, pick your battles. And if we can't even, and by saying we, I I don't even, I struggle to understand why it's even our responsibility, but if the Iraqis can't get enough troops to fight ISIS in their country, on their borders... And when the few times they have fought, occasionally have kicked their butt, other times have fled at the sight of a couple hundred ISIS fighters. But if they can't get enough soldiers to join the fight, I don't know why we are even sort of trying in the first place. If they're not going to do it, then why should we? If we can't train 24,000 of their soldiers, which by, again, I don't understand how they can't train themselves by this point. Again, as I always joke, the bullets go in the gun. Depending which way you point the gun is the way the bullets can go, and you aim for the bad guys. I know it's not quite that simple, but look, again, it's not our backyard. If they can't muster troops to fight, and if Iran won't help them out, I don't know what we're doing over there. Again, I wonder, the past, has it been, what, 12 years? Have we just been giving them fish the entire time? We haven't been teaching them how to fish at all? If we've taught them how to fish... Boy, it's not looking like we did that good of a job. Nobody apparently wants to fish these days. Let me know what you think. Andy at KWPT.com Smoking in Hawaii. I bring this up because I was reading about this online, about how recently Hawaii has raised their legal smoking age to 21. Now, I don't really care if they do or don't, but it did get me thinking about how the... I'd have to look this up state by state, but I'm assuming most states, if not all, smoking, you know, the age for legal smoking is probably 18. 
it's probably why this is making such big news because it's falls outside the norm and then of course to drink alcohol you have to be 21 and I think in all the states you know, it has to do with highway funding and all that kind of stuff so I thought it was kind of interesting because at first I was like oh okay well I mean I guess if the drinking age is 21 why not make the smoking age 21 you know n- not to say we should always um, you know try and <laughs> you know up ages and make rules for everything but you know there are some very common sense reasons why we don't let uh, 12-year-olds drink and smoke. But then why let them smoke at 18 when we let them don't let them drink till they're 21? And so I thought, thought about that a little bit longer, and I thought, well, again, smoking is not good. And it kills far more people a year than drinking does. I think even drink, you know, even due to drinking-related uh, incidents, I think is is it is it half a million? I might be making those numbers up. I, I feel like I saw that recently, but it's it's huge in the U.S. Every year, uh, smoking related deaths are huge, and drinking related deaths large as well, but not quite as much. And so I thought, well, boy, I mean, if it seems like smoking is far more dangerous, maybe it's a good idea to push the age back to 21 from 18. But then, of course, the more I thought about it, like, well, with teenagers, and again, this is getting a little bit cynical because smoking, of course, is bad and not healthy, but if you're going to hurt somebody from smoking, it's going to be yourself. And sadly, it's going to take a very long time. So you're probably not going to injure other people in the process. Whereas drinking, if you, especially if you're younger, not as experienced as the rest of us doing it, there's a greater chance you will hurt somebody else. So maybe that is a good reason to not only keep the drinking age at 21, but why some states allow smoking to start at 18. So interesting. I hadn't really thought about it um, like that before. So good on Hawaii? Sure, do whatever you got to do. Is that going to happen here in California? I doubt it. Haven't heard any movement on that, but it would be interesting if nothing else. Aeronautical logistics, which is a fancy way of talking about toilet paper on airplanes. Want to make it, you know, if you're listening to this, um, and if you tell your friends about the night show and they say, oh, well... What does that? Uh, what, what does that guy talk about on the night show? Don't tell them, please, that I talk about toilet paper on airplanes. Tell them I talk about very highbrow stuff, like again, aeronautical logistics. Then they'll be disappointed when they find out. In fact, I do talk about toilet paper on airplanes. And so, right here, let's talk about <laughs> toilet paper on airplanes. There was a flight from uh, is it Murcia, Spain, to London. It's about a three-hour Ryanair flight. That's the name of the airline. And apparently, upon takeoff, the pilot, I believe, well, it seems like this might be outside the purview of the pilot, uh, somebody on the plane had to inform the passengers that there was no toilet paper on the entire airplane. Story mentions, quote, everybody had a horrified look on their face, end quote. That's according to one passenger, which I could see that, being a little panicky. (laughs) Uh, Fortunately, it was only a three-hour flight versus, you know, like a nine- or uh, twelve-hour flight. However, something you might want to plan for on the flight if you, you know, as the airline, if you forget the peanuts or whatever, which, and what they charge, probably 10 bucks for nowadays, that's one thing. You forget bottled water. I mean, that's, that's pretty bad too, but you forget toilet paper, things can get pretty messy, and this could turn into a pretty crappy flight, dare I say. And hopefully, I know there's not the, uh, the TSA officially over there, but uh, hopefully they'll uh, take it easy and won't be charging folks if they start packing toilet paper 
into their own uh, either check bags, but uh, more appropriately, their carry-on bags. If they start charging for that and don't stock toilet paper on the airplanes, well, let's just say I think they're going to be running into some bigger problems here down the road. This has been Moments with Andy, the podcast, brought to you by 100.3 and 102.7 The Point and The Night Show. Like this podcast? Well, don't be ashamed. Be proud. Tell a friend or post a comment in the iTunes store. Every little bit of help, well, helps. Moments with Andy is made possible by a generous grant from the Horace P. and Nancy R. Shakey Foundation.